everybody, it's Matt. Welcome or welcome back to the Journey Church Podcast. If you haven't yet, be sure to subscribe to this podcast so you automatically get our weekly episodes. And you might want to subscribe to our Journey Callaway YouTube channel as well. You'll find messages, music, interviews, inspiring stories, and more for you right there. Did you know that most money problems actually begin as character issues? Yeah, character is a difficult quality to measure because what takes time to know if somebody has it. None of us walk around with a character meter that somebody can glance at to know whether we're trustworthy. That'd be helpful. Green's good, red means run, but it wouldn't, doesn't work that way, does it? Only repeated behavior over time fully reveals character, but there is a shortcut to discovering someone's character. Think of it like this early indicator to let you know whether the odds are in your favor. You can lock in on this one habit, you can get a good read on what someone values. Let's talk about it in today's episode of Money Talks. This series is about what our money would say to us if our money wanted what's best for us. If your money wanted what was best for you, what do you think it would say? I'm not sure we'd be surprised by what money said, but I think we might be more surprised that what money would say to us are the same things Jesus actually said to us. He talked about money more than he talked about heaven. About half of his parables, you know those made-up stories that he would tell to make a point? Well, about half of them were about money and possessions. But Jesus didn't talk about it because he was trying to get it. He never asked for money. So why would he discuss it so much? Well, the short answer is he wanted us to understand the purpose and the power of money. I mean, let's be honest. For most of us, if we were told there is no money, well, that'd be worse news than being told there is no heaven. You may not want to admit that, but just think about how you react emotionally when something happens with your money. So Jesus was incredibly practical in talking about the things that he knew we care about, and he wanted to help us see the power money has on our lives. Let me show you what I mean. In the most famous sermon that Jesus ever delivered, we call it the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus made this statement. Some of you, you'll be familiar with this statement. For some of you, it may be brand new, but I hope all of us can hear it today like we've never heard it before. Here's what he said, as recorded for us by Matthew in Matthew 6. He said, for where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Now, that is not a Christian truth. It is just a human truth. It's true for all of us. Where your money goes, your heart follows. Your money will actually pull your heart wherever it is. You always care more deeply about whatever or wherever you invest your money. Now, you've already experienced this. If you've ever put a large sum of money into an investment, you suddenly become very interested in that investment, don't you? You begin to care about things you didn't necessarily care about before. If you've ever put a large sum of money into a car, well, you quickly become passionate about that car, don't you? I mean, when you drove older, cheaper cars, you didn't care who ate in it, where you parked it, how you drove it, spend a lot of money on a car, and suddenly you have no food in the car, right? I know a guy who parks his car at the back of every single parking lot because he doesn't want to risk someone parking near him and dinging his car when they open their door. Nobody ever drives his car, including his wife. Why? Well, your heart will always follow where you put a bunch of your money. Where your money goes, your heart follows. Now, you may not like this, but you can't really fight it. Matter of fact, you set yourself up for failure when you try to fight it. Uh, This past winter, we went sledding with some friends during a big snow, and at one point, I jumped on a plastic sled that was tied to a ranger, and I held on while my friend tried to see how far I could fly. Now, 
Imagine if I decided I was going to dig in my heels and try to pull the ranger my direction instead of it pulling me its direction. Well, that would have been foolish and painful and impossible. Rangers always win that tug of war. When the same way, your money is always going to win the tug of war with your heart. Where your money goes, your heart will always follow. So you shouldn't fight this principle. What you should do is leverage this principle. If your money talked, the first thing it might say to you is this. It would say, I'm the clue that reveals what you value. And knowing what you value is incredibly helpful information to have. You want to be a person of character and integrity, right? Well, the way you do that is you make sure your actions align with your values. Your behaviors line up with your priorities. When what you say and what you do match up, that's when you have character and integrity. And the secret, the tell, if you will, the tendency that lets you know that, what's your money. You just show me where you put the bulk of your money, and I know what you actually care about and whether what you say you value and what you really value match up. And you can do the same with me. You and I don't value what we say matters most. We actually value where we put our money most. It's one of the reasons that Jesus talked about money so much. Because money's going to pull us in its direction every time. Still not sure you're buying it? Well, listen to what Jesus said about 30 seconds after he made his first statement. He said, no one can serve two masters. Now, we don't talk about having masters these days, but this word refers to one who's in charge by virtue of ownership. So, sometimes back then it was translated, Lord, you might think of it as having two bosses, okay? Have you ever been in a work situation? Or maybe you were in a family situation where you felt like you had two bosses? There were two people you had to answer to, two people you tried to, uh, had to try to make happy. Those two people, when they asked for two totally different things, when mom says one thing and dad wants another, when this boss is telling you to do this, but that boss is telling you to do the exact opposite, well, it doesn't usually work well, does it? You only have capacity to please one boss at a time. Well, Jesus believed the same thing is true for your life. You can't have two bosses calling all the shots in life. When you do, you're going to end up frustrated and confused and angry. Here's how he put it. He said, either you will hate the one and you'll love the other, or you'll be devoted to the one and you'll despise the other, but you can't serve both God and money. That's strange, don't you think? I mean, why wouldn't Jesus say you can't serve both God and Satan? Well, because let's be real. None of us are struggling with the decision of do I devote myself fully to God or to Satan. Now, he could have said, well, you can't serve both God and yourself. That's a little more realistic. But you know why he didn't say that? Well, because where your money goes, your self follows. So Jesus viewed your money as his chief competitor for your heart, your attention, your focus, and your devotion. So let me circle back to what I said before. This principle that your, where your money goes, your heart follows, it can work for you or it can work against you. It works against you when you put your money into people, places, and things that distract you from your purpose in life. And we've all done it, right? Have you ever spent a lot of money on something and then you felt like you had to spend more time using that thing that you bought because you spent so much on the thing that you bought? So you end up serving other people less, you end up at church less, you end up with less time around some of the people who actually matter most to you. You maybe ended up with less time at home with family. 
because that thing now took up more space in your calendar. Your life shifted because your money changed what you valued. But that same principle can work for you too. Let's say you want to have a better relationship with your daughter. Well, you know one way to be closer to your daughter, just put your money into doing things with your daughter and the relationship's naturally going to grow closer. Let's say you decide you want a relationship with God that's more real and personal than it feels to you right now. You know, if you just wish you could have a stronger faith, you're not sure how, well, guess what moves your heart closer to God? You just put your money into what matters to God. Your heart's going to move in the direction of your money. Now, I know this from experience, and this is why Jen and I have made a decision about how we use our money. And I'm not saying it's a decision everybody should make. It's just our story, okay? But we decided we want to leverage this principle for good because we're certain where our heart goes, our money follows. So we make sure that we invest more of our annual income into what we believe God's doing through the church than we invest into anything else in our budget, in our lives. It is the largest item in our expense budget. Now, just to be clear, we don't do that because you know we work here. Do you try to give the place you work as much money as you can? Probably not, okay? Try to give as much as you can. There's nothing wrong with that, you should. Because you don't want your workplace to be the most important value in your life. So we don't do it because we work here either. We do it because we want to put our money somewhere that drags our heart closer to God. And we know that happens the more we invest in what he's doing through our local church. So we use our money to change other people's lives. Absolutely, we hope so. But we also, in the process, know it changes and directs our heart. So if your money could talk, I think it would tell you. I am the clue. I'm the clue that reveals what you value. So here's what I want to ask you. What does your money say about what you care about most? Does what you say you value match up with where you put your money? Now, here's what I want to suggest you do this week. Go home, look at where you spent your money over the last month, or if you really want to get into it over the last year or the last quarter. Figure out what category you spent the most money, money on, and then figure out the second category, and then the third, fourth, and fifth. And then when you're finished, just look at it and say, does this reflect what I want to care about most in my life? Does this reflect God's purpose for my life? Are these things pulling me closer to God and to the people who matter most to me? And if it is, congratulations. You just keep doing what you're doing. But if it doesn't, well, maybe you should consider a change in where you put your money. Why? One short, because you want to be a person of integrity, don't you? You want your values and your behaviors to align. Because when you have integrity, you have peace. When you have integrity, you find meaning in life. When you have integrity... You have the respect of the people you love and care about the most. That is what you want. That's the kind of life you'd like to live. But you will never experience significance and meaning in life by saying one thing and doing another. You can talk about your priorities all day long, but you only have character and integrity when your actions line up with those priorities. And I bet you want to get this right because you have seen and some of you have experienced what happens to a person, what happens to a family, when they don't get money right. You've seen the impact it has on kids, on a marriage, on the ability to pursue future dreams and opportunities. You've seen what happens when money pulls someone the wrong direction. And you don't want that for you. But those people didn't want to happen to them either. They just didn't realize what was happening until it was too late. Good news is, 
You get to avoid that. And the simplest way is to look today at your money. Follow its trail, and you find what matters most to you. There is not a more powerful clue that reveals what you value. Where your money goes, your heart follows. So be careful where you put it. Hey, if you'd like more content like this, subscribe to our YouTube channel and download our Journey Callaway app to access all of our recent message content. And our app is the easiest way to share this content with a friend. For more information on our church, be sure to visit journeycalway.com. That's journeycalway.com. Thanks for listening.